Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. I was in high school, and my parents fortunately decided to send me on a trip to Italy, although they weren't really travelers themselves. The destination was kind of... I think like a little close to home because my dad is half Sicilian and they agreed to it. They paid, it was quite costly and they paid. And I was just so excited to go and and looking forward to it. And the plane ride was just like great and got to the airport and I was tired little exhausted because I really hadn't slept days up to the trip for excitement. And so I, um, when we got to the airport, uh, I used the restroom and I had a bag of vitamins and then I had a bottle of, at that time, I, I believe it was no dose. It was caffeine pills. And so I took a bunch of the vitamins out of the bag, my bag, and a bunch of uh, no-dose. I don't even know how many I took. But I I swallowed them down and probably within like 10 minutes, I started feeling like a little itchy and like I wanted to kind of jump out of my skin. And by this time we were getting ready to load onto the bus that was going to take us to the hotel. And by the time we got on the bus, I just was like a nerve-wracking wreck. Um, My nerves were just everywhere, and I just was so hyped and amped up from, obviously, the the caffeine pills. And probably within 10, 15 minutes of being on that bus, I remember I leaned over, kind of like half laying down and half sitting up, and I, I started to hear my heart race but I started to hear it in my ears and it started racing so fast and beating so fast and it was like really scary and it did this for a good minute maybe more and then after a while it started slowing down and slowing down slowing down and since I've come out with this near-death experience I tell everyone, I can remember that moment that my heart just stopped vividly. 
it was the scariest feeling. If I could have screamed, I would have. And at the moment that my heart just stopped, I popped right out of my body. And I can tell you that it's a whole different sensation. It was like I had no clue that I was dead because you just feel so alive and so you're in real time with everything. I was in real time with everyone on the bus, the surroundings around me. Everything is just so vivid and so and so real, more real than hearing my heart racing in my ears, which was pretty real, I got to tell you. I was hovering up and I remember looking down at my body and just sort of feeling sorry for this me that was laying there, but I was so curious because I didn't look like myself. I, I looked like a slab of meat. It's not the same view as when you're looking into a mirror, I can tell you that. And I was kind of gathering all this information about my body. There wasn't very much lights coming off my body, but I was looking at the other passengers on the bus and they their lights were so animated around them. And I understand now it's their auric fields, but I didn't know what it was back then. I just knew that something was dreadfully wrong with my body and it wasn't, there was no hardly any light coming from it. And about this time, because I, I'm seeing so much information, like I said, the people by lights or the lack of lights, and my attention was drawn to the bus driver. And there was a guy that I just kind of glided right through him. He was speaking to the passengers in English, giving them information about where we were going. And I just went right through him. And I mean, it seemed so natural then, but now as I look back, it, it just, it's fascinating. The bus driver had caught my attention because he was very animated, sort of like your typical Italian, very robust and rambunctious, and he was cursing, and there was tons of traffic on this huge highway. And I remember seeing the energy streams coming from these cars. You know, a lot of people were driving angry and I couldn't tell necessarily by how they were driving, but because of these, these sporadic spurts of energy that were coming from the drivers, I could see this. And I, I, could, I just knew like what type of mindset they were in. And I started seeing information also about the driver. And I saw him in like his life and his past lives. Um, and I go into that much more in the book. Um, I won't go into that right now, but kind of after I saw all this information about him and his past lives, this presence just enfolded me and, and enfolded my, and it just took me away. Um, and I remember we shot upwards 
And it was through the bus. But then after that, we just seemed to be in this white realm. Uh, we didn't go through a tunnel, none of that. We just landed like in this white realm, this beautiful white realm. And I can tell you, as I, I'm closing my eyes right now, I, I can feel this realm again. It was so peaceful and so serene and so loving. And there was so much in this realm. It, so much energy of other type of beings and other type of energy, but combined all into one. And you're like hyper, not hyper, but you're, you're super aware of all these different energies and entities and presences, but yet you're, you're so solitary and you're so at peace and you're so, I was so sublime, I guess is the right word. And within this realm, you connect to your soul. You know, we all kind of use the words soul and spirit interchangeably, but really they're not kind of the same. The soul is the highest expression of ourselves. And my spiritual form what is what was in this white, beautiful, serene, super white realm. And in this realm, I was able to connect to my soul and sort of my personality that I had at that time kind of fell away. And I was like feeling the presence of my soul, which is so magnificent and so connected to everything. It's so hard to explain, but it's like taking off a ton of clothes and then just being your, your bare naked self. And that's kind of how it felt in this realm. And the being that took me to this realm just, just let me be. And in this realm, I just saw, you know, so many different facets of myself, which is just kind of what your soul is about. Your soul has lived through many different incarnations, has been many different things. And I was just getting layer upon layer of information about myself. And, and so much was healed for me in this realm. And I don't know how long I was in it. I don't know how long, there's no sense of time. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of, it's just a continuous now, instant feeling, instantaneous now feeling. But anyway, after a while, all of this, the being that was with me identified themselves as my guide. And I remember very naively asking, what is a guide? And they just said, you'll know soon enough. And off we went. They indicated we were going to travel and we went through this like portal type, not a tunnel, but a portal. And we landed out in space. And it's funny because 
when I was young teen, I astral traveled out into space and it was like so overwhelming that I immediately came right back. So when this being I, that I that identified as my guide took me out there, it was very overwhelming and it was very expansive and and like my mind was sort of blown but but I had no desire to leave because I was with this being and we were like connected and let me tell you space is there's really no words to describe it I admire any astronaut that's ever been out there because it just goes on for infinity in every single direction you're in. And I was seeing things from an omnidirectional perspective. And it just, no matter which way my focus was on, it was just infinity. And there's like a fabric to space. And I won't get into all the particulars, it's in the book, but there's a fabric to space that has energy particles that I know we are not aware of. We have nothing to measure these particles by, but they're there. I heard tones, musical tones, not like music, but tones. It's And this fabric that's out in space is it's like a in a form of like a geometric type flow and depending on which section of space you're in it's the geometrics change throughout and i saw souls traveling orbs they were in the shape and form of orbs i saw them traveling um some were traveling very fast some looked like streaks of light some were taking their time some were kind of not quite stationary but sort of looking around like i was and i was just observing all this activity out there there were there was so much traffic out there and because i wasn't i guess in my human brain i was able to see the different dimensional levels that are out in space. There were ships that I know that we could never see um, with our eyes, but I was able to view them and they would morph and change um, shape and speed. And they were traveling in all different directions. And there were even some creatures out there. There was one I had no idea what it was until many, many years later, I happened to see a picture of a, a tardigram, and which is a, a supposedly a very tiny microscopic thing. But this picture I saw looked just like this creature that I saw on this asteroid body, except of course it was huge. It was just huge that creature that I saw. I saw this moving nebula type of creature. And I say it's a creature because 
it looked almost like a nebula with the different colors and the scattered shape, except at one point it morphed into an almost shadowy human uh, figure, sort of like Casper of the Friendly Ghost, that figure, except there were no eyes or anything. You just saw the outline of it. I was fascinated by this thing because it was, it spread for, I don't know how much or, or how big, but it was just humongous. And it, it just had life and it was moving and it was, it, it would morph up into its, the creature. And then it would go back to its nebula colored form. I know this sounds crazy, and um, I, I just can't help it because this is what I saw. But anyway, so we were seeing all this stuff and my guy just, other than pointing out a few things to me, just kind of let me just observe and, and, and look at all that was going on. And I, I will say this, there's a ton of traffic out in space that we're just not even aware of whether it be creatures or aliens traveling or souls there's just so much traffic out there but anyway at one point my guide said that we were going to go to a section of space and so we went through this portal again which is like a the best way i can describe it is just like energy that is almost like it's not a tunnel and it wasn't a a swirling vortex but i don't know i don't know how to put it to words now i'm at a loss right this minute but anyway we we traveled and it was almost instantaneous um and we landed in a section of space and it wasn't a planet that we were at but it was this crystalline structure thing, but it was moving. And I describe it in the book as if you put all the pieces of a Lego set together and then just kept taking them apart and putting them together. That's how this structure thing was. And it was like a clear, bioluminescent structures had this beautiful blue glow about them. And as I connect the dots, and I'm just wondering if somehow they're not connected, it's the, the glow is, they didn't find a way to make it connect to their blue sun because it was the, almost the same type of beautiful bluish glow and these structures were just beautiful and they weren't there were no hard edges to them or anything like that and so after a period of time my guide widened its orb and we became visible to all these creatures and we started getting like an audience and I don't know how they viewed us but I know that 
there was several mer people there was these manatees there were some of the vegetation was actually intelligent just not like algae but actual intelligent vegetation if you can imagine that but they started communicating amongst each other and it was like they were gossiping about us they they knew we were there and i honestly probably would have been frightened at the sight of these mer people because they like i said they looked feral they had yellow and red slits slitted eyes fangs for like teeth and they just didn't look like sweet creep types of them and they didn't all have the mermaid tail either go more into detail about that in the book but they were just a variety of them and a variety of of different type of species so they were communicating in different ways about us and at one point and i knew that my guide was able to communicate my guide shot out this bolt of beautiful light towards this one mer person in particular and the mer person shot back their own version of light and it was it was just incredible like that they knew how to communicate like that because my guide was a spiritual being it was an orb and this mer creature was it was physical on its planet and the fact that they communicated it was just something to behold and the the mer returning the light wasn't as brilliant as my guides but it was equally as impressive as far as i'm concerned and i was told by my guide that there's a universal language that we can all tap into and communicate with almost any being and apparently my guide was right because they understood each other and it was like a goodbye thing they were saying goodbye and at that point my guide took us we were still in the water but we went through almost the same type of portal while we were in the water and we returned back to the white realm and once again i just had that feeling of like the soul massage and the the love and just the peaceful feeling and at that point my guide kinda in told me we were i was going to like learn some be taught some things and i was i was taught quite a bit about the lgbtq although at the time it wasn't called that about soul agendas agendas about angels about autism and all this i discuss in the book so um but it was a lot of information that was given to me and i saw things from a completely different perspective and i've carried it with me and near the end of what i termed the teaching session 
I asked my guide, you know, how should I live? Like, cause I had just been exposed to all this information. And the answer was like very simple. It was, it was just very, live the best way I could. Always try to be positive. Never let hate dwell on my heart. And basically take the high road in life. And that I, perfection was not required of me, thank God. And there's a reason for that. But also that, you know, above all else, just be kind to each other because I saw everything is connected. Everything. The entities we don't see, the entities we do see, all creation everywhere. It's all, all connected. There's a, a source of that. And it's it's all one. And so when you're kind to others, you're kind to yourself and you're just honoring that source of everything, of all of us. My guide, sort of at the end of telling me all these wonderful things, simple but wonderful things, they shot this bolt of light into my heart center, not my physical body because I wasn't in a physical body, but I did have a heart center. And it, the bolt went into my heart center. And while they were doing it was branded into me. It just like seeped into the deepest part of my brain and my being. And I knew that I, I would never forget it none of it and I never have and it's been many years and I was also warned about putting my body through uh, that type of overdosing before I was going to be healed because my heart had really taken a beating uh, my guide said but that would be the only time I would ever be taken care of if I ever did that again I would live through it but my heart would be severely damaged and stay damaged. And I never have done that again, ever. Next thing I knew, I was, my spirit was repositioning back into my, my physical body, back on the bus. And it was a process. It wasn't as easy as when I came out and just popped out. It was really a process and it felt not awkward, but I did not feel myself. I felt very disconnected and disjointed. And finally, it was like everything clicked in a place. And then I knew that I, I was back in. And my eyes were still shut at the time. Um, and when I tried to open them, I couldn't see initially. Um, and then after a few moments, this film came over them. And I was able to see, a little blurry, but I was able to see. And I was looking up from, you know, laying down and it was, and I felt the movement of the bus and I'm like, okay, I'm completely back. And the beauty of that was I no longer heard, I heard my heart beating, but it sounded normal. And then I didn't hear it again. And that was so comforting. And it was a good feeling.
and I was back and I was a little shaky, you know, getting off the bus when we finally arrived. None of my friends knew what I'd just been through. Of course, I couldn't share it. I didn't even know what I'd been through, but it was, it was very interesting to say the least. We are